0: Welcome to Plato's Gravity, I'm Aaron.
1: And I uh, was in the car earlier with Aaron, and he drove me through... Cornfields? Lots of cornfields, so many cornfields. What does this have to do with your well, identity? Well, it's weird because... Did you have an identity crisis in the well, cornfields? Well, the thing was, like, I remember growing up around cornfields, and like, I've lived in a city for, I don't know, a decade now... And there were
0: so many memories
1: that washed what's, over. What's your name, me, Jason? Jason,
0: this is I'm Aaron, and this is Jason, and we are here with Tom and Michelle of and Brewing. We're super excited. They're welcoming to the, us to their brewery in Brookston. On a closed day, so it's nice and quiet, and uh, there's only uh, there's two people who can pour beer, and there's a few more who can drink it, so that's exciting. Well, I
1: got my permit. I can pour beer. Oh, I, I don't know actually if that's how that works. Is but. that how wait,
0: is that how that works, Tom?
2: Welcome. It is. You know. You know. Yeah. Welcome, guys. We're uh, <laughs> glad to have you up here, and uh, we're looking forward to doing this. Uh, something. Uh, it's a first for us. So it's, well, it's not your first time
0: on media, right? You guys have done another thing, right? Right.
2: Yeah. We were on uh, Cardinal uh, Michelle. Cardinal
0: Brewing Project. Cardinal Brewing Cardinal Project. Cardinal Brewing, 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 Brewing Project. That will we be are in episode sh- nine. Episode nine. That'll be in the show For yep. those of you who don't know, that means show notes. <laughs> <laughs> we, I didn't we, know that. We like to make up words on the podcast. It's <laughs> it's super fun. Uh, later on, we're going to ask you about your brusade, which is your journey of beer drinking. Right, right. you Brusade into your brewbasseter into. Oh yeah. What's Actually, up? what are we drinking right now? Uh, yeah, we, we uh, start every show with a beer. Yeah. Um, so, you that guys are, we, we, the, so you guys have selected the beer that we're going to name for the show. It is your flagship beer. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it is. It's Harold's Honey Red.
2: Um, this is a, a beer that started off in our backyard over uh, – we live just south of Monticello. Um, it was – Proving um,
1: once again there's more than corn in Indiana. There really is more than <laughs> corn.
2: And it was just a red ale to begin with. And a buddy of mine was throwing a birthday party for his brother and had their whole family uh, up from Bloomington for the party. And I thought, you know what, let's go ahead and up the alcohol for this party a little bit. So we threw a quart of uh, honey and a buddy of mine over around Battleground is a beekeeper. Okay. uh, And his name's Harold. So we are drinking Harold's Honey Red.
0: Harold's Honey Red it's very I, it's dangerous, so this is a six percent beer which I saw on your menu. It tastes like a four percent beer yeah it, you could easily just go to town on this guy yeah. well,
1: and it was we, we, we talked about how it's maybe a, a little sweeter than necessarily our palates might generally prefer i I thought it was going to be a lot sweeter going into it it seems to like it seems to pick up the the flavor that you get in mead that is not sweetness. I, if that I, makes any sense, yes. there's. I don't mm-hmm. know what that flavor. I don't know how you what you call it.
0: I don't drink mead, so mm. yeah.
2: So yeah, you're right. You know, you're you're totally right. So you know, you get you, we. You know, we get the the people that if you if you're uh, the typical you know uh, beer snob as you call. Um,
0: We like to call them beverage elitists.
2: If you're a beverage elitist, they usually take a pass on this one. But if you're the guy that walks into Crasian Brewing and says, what do you got that's like a Budweiser? So it's not, you know, that offensive. They like the sweetness that comes out in it.
1: Mm. But it's still, it's
0: not like I would consider myself a bit of a beer elitist, right? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I would. I would. Well, I mean, let 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 us go back. So you also will buy a dirty thirty of hams. There you go. <laughs> so I mean, you can't really consider your like. It's, this is this is true. I'm I'm not drinking hams. So I I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I like the beer. That's good.
3: I drink it with my neighbor. So yeah, yeah. I'll hey.
2: rock an old style. I'm not too
1: far. Well, away. I'm a
0: Cubs fan, so that's old just style <laughs> is
2: de facto in the, hey. in, the, in, the in the party. Name my son after Ryan Sandberg. That is
0: beautiful. Yep. That is fantastic. I think Aaron just fell in love. I, I, I did. <laughs> I love that the, your son's names start with three consonants, and there's a good reason for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, uh, that, is, that is fantastic. By the way, Ryan Sandberg is R-Y-N-E for the non-Cubs fans who listen to the show. Hold number that's not how that's spelled. It's Ryan Sandberg. Huh? Yep. Yeah, it is how it's spelled. So, um, so you guys, you guys have been around for uh, a, a little over a year. This honey red is your staple. You guys are in a couple different uh, the bars. This is what the people want. Is this what you expected to be the staple coming in?
3: I did for sure. Um, when we first started brewing this, um, we would have our friends that came over that were your typical mass market beer drinkers, um, and this was the first brew that we'd ever made that they all fell for. Um, we, we brewed a lot of IPAs um, at the very beginning, too, and they were not going to drink that. They, did they tell you they
0: loved it and then leave half their glass full?
3: Oh, no, they were honest. They oh, would just good. not drink it. <laughs> My friends tell me they love it
0: and leave half their glass full. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, we go around the uh, end of the night and pour all over, everything into one glass and just finish it off. Oh, so, nice! That's, yeah, we're not uh, proud. That's
0: a pretty fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're not proud. Is there like a is, is the person who has to drink the the combination beer? Is that like a drinking game? And they're yeah. the loser? Yeah. Or how well, I don't know if you called it loser. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it that's on your perspective of life. So, sir. yeah, Michelle, you mentioned off the air that uh, Tom didn't necessarily think this would be uh, the flagship, or he thought there might be something else. So, Tom, what was your opinion coming in and? On the Honey Red, um,
2: this beer has stressed me out so much. I mean, look at me. I'm 29. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You don't look a day over 10. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. – Can we see your um, ID, sir? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those we put it on right off the bat, and it just started flying off. I yeah. mean, um, the second weekend we were open was the Apple Popcorn Festival here in Brookston, And you couldn't pull the handle. I mean, it was just nonstop, nonstop. And when we first opened, um, we're a four-barrel system here. And I started off brewing two-barrel batches to try and make sure that my recipes were right before I blew them up into the four-barrel. Um, I was in here double batching the third week we were open on the Honey Red because we could not
0: keep it. So, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So when you're making that much of it that fast, is Harold still able to provide the honey or have you guys had to go elsewhere? You know, Harold is such a cool dude. This guy, he's
2: he's 79 years old. You know, he's retired. He talks about beekeeping and bees like we talk about craft beer the guy will set you down for two hours and school you on bees. You probably want some Harold Honey Red for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so, you know, and and Harold and I do want to mention this that um, he's, he has a concern right now with the bees, uh, with everything that's going on. And here comes our local train right on yeah. time. This is, uh, we we, think, we scheduled this, the podcast around. Yeah. This. Yeah, did <laughs> this
1: building used to be an old train station?
2: No. You know, actually, it's, it's been a few different things, but it wasn't a train station. Yeah, Okay. No. So you're talking about uh, Harold? Yeah. So Harold's concerns is um, he's got quite a few uh, bee boxes around the Battleground area, um, which is just south of us here just a little bit. Um, he's got 14 boxes down there, and currently only two of them are active. Um, his concerns are, you know, this the roundup and the different uh, chemicals that we're using on the on the fields. And you know, without bees, we have no pollination. So, you know, I don't want to be a downer, but there is a big concern out there right now with the bees, and it's something that Michelle and I are paying attention to. And all the proceeds, we actually sell jars of honey, Harold's okay. honey. And all the proceeds go to the Indiana Beekeepers Association. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah,
1: so Which, okay. like, a lot of the mead uh, brewers, uh, anyone, I, I feel like a lot of people try to get their honey through um, apiaries, apiaries,
2: uh, bee places. They try to get them through yeah. bee places mm-hmm.
1: associated with the Indiana um, sure. Beekeepers
3: Association. Sure. Right. Local's always better, too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a big concern right now. I mean, people don't realize that. You know, I mean, we we need the corn and the soybeans, but we're we're doing an injustice here with uh, the chemicals that we're using.
1: Well, you end up in situations where like people are trucking bees around. Uh, we've got our our friend Adam talks a lot about this about the. We have a live audience today.
0: Adam is in the audience with uh, with uh, yeah. Hi, Adam. Howard, yeah, we're talking about you and bees. Howard and Adam. First time we've ever had a lot of audience. Thanks, Howard and Adam. You guys, if you guys could have a laugh track for us at some point, if we tell jokes, <laughs> that'd be great. Ah, That's great. That's, that's very authentic. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so can you talk about what you uh, thought or hoped would, would have been the flagship? Uh, or do you, are you cool with Honey Red? Or was there something else that you thought might, uh, might stand out?
2: You know, the thing about Honey Red is, I mean, I think... Our customers talked me into it being a good beer, and which sounds really strange. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, when you're in Brixton, Indiana, you know, we're not exactly, you know, in the, the heartbeat of, of craft beer, you know. Um, you need that beer where people can go, hey, man, I usually drink, you know, Miller Lite, Budweiser, whatever, and what do you got? And once, you know, once I bought into, hey, this this beer is keeping the electricity on here, and this beer is allowing me to do other things that we want to do, Mm. I kind of bought in at that point. And I've really, now that we've scaled it up to four barrels, um, it's a beer that I like. It wasn't a beer I liked for probably the first year we were open, and I couldn't understand why so many people liked it. So,
0: you know, you come to find out that it's not what Tom likes – it's what the customer it's what likes. what the customer like. So can you talk about some of the beers that you've had the opportunity to make because Honey Red has, has has kept the lights on? What do you like making? Yeah, so I, you know, and Michelle is a big
2: part of, so we usually do, you know, we do the stouts and we do the porters. And then all of a sudden Michelle's like, hey, Why don't we try introducing some coconut or, hey, how about this uh, Mexican hot chocolate porter where we've got... Where is that? (laughs) Yeah. It's all gone. It's all gone, but it's coming back. It's making a comeback. And I mean, so she's like, uh, ancho peppers, uh, you know, we're doing some chocolate, some Madagascar vanilla beans and... You know, we're doing that. We're doing a lot of Belgian stuff. So Michelle's been to uh, Germany a couple times, and she really digs that whole
0: culture. So it's it's allowed us to do things like that. So when when you guys do things like that, I, I think one of the the interesting things is you, you do have this really huge following for the Honey Red, but then you obviously have other people coming in here to drink your your white stout and your coconut porter, and so. How, how do you guys engage those uh, customers in, in sort of the creation process? Since they are kind of your target for that creative that creative outlet.
3: Absolutely, yeah. We take all suggestions. Um, some of them are great. Some of them not so great. Um, okay, what's the worst one? <laughs> I I don't even want to say. Um,
2: yeah, <laughs> let me think you, ha- let, well, let me get back to We have a customer
3: that does. We we do get people that just are very anti this style. Sure. So we do have someone who hates IPAs okay. um, and said you should make one for me that I can drink and we'll call it cat piss. Oh, okay. <laughs> because he thinks. <laughs> All so I mo- so mosaic hops right yeah <laughs> that's, that which a- is my favorite <laughs> yeah oh well maybe that's that's yeah. why he thinks that because yeah. you know that can a- a
0: mosaic can appear as cat piss to some people yeah
3: yeah yeah so um, I don't get that but I don't no, know
0: just, I'm fine with mosaic all the mosaic is fine yeah, for me, me but some yeah. people have that feeling about it yeah you know, well and I don't know what they're what they're feeding their cat mo- mosa- mosaic, <laughs> mosaic hops it like sounds like, like hops yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: I don't know. I, it's just fun to experiment with different ingredients sometimes. Um, we don't go way over the top. Um, yeah. But I want to incorporate any suggestions that we get. Okay, so um, let's, let's ask the more fun question. What's yeah. the,
0: the, speaking specifically of a beer that might have been inspired by some feedback, what's the most fun thing uh, that you've done?
3: The most fun? Yeah. I don't know about fun. Um, we haven't really <laughs> like, done anything super... Like I had to chop
0: the coconuts and toast them. Yeah, yeah.
3: well, you know, um, we did do a macchiato milk stout. Um, oh, right. And we had never brewed a milk stout before. So that was kind of interesting to kind of learn about that, give it a go, and just hope it went well. And um, it sold really quick, so...
0: So you guys have a couple systems in the back. You guys have a five-gallon setup, a 10-gallon mm-hmm. setup, and then the four-barrel setup. Right. When you're trying like to brew your first milk stout, is mm-hmm. that on the five gallons or... You know, we kind of uh, yeah,
3: we did do we did do a small batch. Okay, um, uh, I'm getting ready to do like an Easter series. Um, oh, I'm going to experiment with some some different beers with Easter candy. Um, She's wanting to
2: put peeps in a beer, peeps in a beer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I
3: mean, it's been done before, um, but we're still in an area where people um, literally still walk in the door and they're like a beer with coconut, and it just blows their minds. So um, what's old is still kind of new in, right. in this area. Um, so we're really fortunate that we can make these beers, and people have never heard of anything like that. Um, So we're opening their minds, too, to some things that they hadn't even thought about, too. So, uh, you know, if we were in a big city, Portland, something like that, Uh so old hat. But here, um, it's totally open. People are very open-minded. And our big following um, of locals, if they're not, you know, we do have those uh, tried-and-true honey-red drinkers. Right. But then the rest of them, they come in, they're like, what's new? What are you making? What's back? What's in there? You know, what do you got going on? They want to know. So, so you guys have
0: eight Tap handles, and right. you, guys, you guys have two that are pretty much staples? Mm-hmm. Is that
3: Yeah. We actually have, um, we brought our homebrew um, kegerator in, too. Nice. So oh, so there's, an, oh, that's right. So there's we do have one. a ninth one. A ninth yeah. one. So you, you put up the air quotes for the ninth one. Yeah, Is it's it? the oh. secret tap. The yeah. secret tap. What's on the oh. secret tap right now? Yeah.
2: We've oh. got the rye IPA up there right now. A rip yeah. Up. Yeah. It's oh. a, No
3: one knows about it yet. We, have a we d- know about it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you guys know. Um, we'll pull it out this weekend, but yeah. We'll yeah. try it
0: today too. Yeah, there's going to be Rye. Is I was I was sharing with Tom before the show. Rye is like my as our palates adjust, we go through different things. Rye is my current heartthrob. Me too. I just can't oh, cool. I can't get enough Rye.
3: Cool. It's always been that way though. Yeah. Um, I love. Anywhere I've been a rye IPA, if they have one, I'm drinking it. Right,
0: absolutely. Well, I, and I feel the same way about my whiskey as well. Like, uh, yeah. why would you drink regular whiskey when you can have a <laughs> rye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I very much like the spiciness and the, the jazz. So I'm looking, sure. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, do you guys have a name for the rye IPA yet? Uh, not yet. Ooh, yeah. yeah. We we're open for suggestion, though.
3: It's all
1: my oh, That's always. all we do is like name things poorly and then ask for a suggestion. There yeah. we go. So we're actually, let's uh, mm-hmm.
0: speaking of things we've named poorly, Did uh, you say uh, no, 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 it's too early for that. brew Brewbasseter, right? So we like to we like to talk to people about your So most people who who uh, brew beer were were introduced to home brewing or brewing by somebody else. So yeah. and they always have that person who kind of like made it happen for them because it's pretty intimidating to to brew your first batch of beer. You're like, oh. I don't know what to do. So who who was your, did you guys start brewing together? Do you guys have separate brew I I think
1: it's more intimidating to drink your
0: first batch of beer, making it's fine, (laughs) but then when you actually- Five gallons in one go, damn.
3: Well, when we first started getting into craft beer, um, we live in Monticello. So the closest brewery was over 30 miles away um we couldn't just drop what we were doing and just drive a 60 mile round trip to get craft beer so it was kind of out of necessity where i thought how hard is it surely we can figure out how to do this um so i bought tom a mister beer kit that's
0: how they all start
3: oh yeah and that was fantastic it was awful so what's the timetable on this i know you're so you're awful.
0: 29 so 2011
2: <laughs> is what
3: yeah 20 i
2: think 2011 father's day 2011 I Father's got the Day beer kit. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right,
3: sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And but, then that went so well that we decided maybe we should bump up to something bigger scale. Sweet. So. And then the
2: company I worked for uh, in Mon- or worked for I just retired in in January, but uh, a buddy of mine that is he was a supervisor as well. His name's Paul Kovacs. All right. Paul was a brewer back from the mid 90s to the late 90s and he was Paul's such a good, I still would love to pick his brand. My Mm -hmm. original brew setup, which I still have in the back, is from Paul. And, um, you know, Paul was the type of guy, he'd be on a brew day, and he'd love to brew outside, and depending on the season, if he saw some, pine cones on the ground. He threw it in the boil. Threw them in the boil. All yeah, right. You know, so. And then also I have my cousin um, as well, too, was, he was a brewer and I got my, you know, my igloo mashed in from him and all that stuff. So, Sweet.
1: Yeah. Why don't we throw pine cones pine coins we can do whatever what, you what's want a pine coin <laughs> pine coin That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, pond scum i like really. i pond like scum? the idea of Don't being adventurous scum. in brewing it seems like that's like gone into the production brewing in terms of the kind of things you're willing to because when we talked about the coconut porter uh you said originally it was uh the coconut edition was in secondary yes
2: and then you just kind of changed up and threw it uh in in when it went
1: to it, the bright it, thing yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah and you know it, I think it really offers up a little bit more for
0: whatever reason, you know? And That's so good. Yeah, if you guys live anywhere close to uh, Creation <laughs> Brewing Company, the coconut on the nose in that bad boy, like, I could almost smell it from here. and There hasn't even been a glass board. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. You should you know, check it out. It's nice shaved organic
2: coconut that we toasted in our oven at home. So, and one thing nice about being a four-barrel system is you can still toast things at home, you know? Um, we did a... Um, a pumpkin spice last fall uh which uh, we've got a neighbor down here that that hosts uh pumpkins uh for i mean he's got a bazillion pumpkins in the fall Oh yeah
3: kent's Kerbits. kent's
0: kirbets
3: kirbets so you guys going you guys that
2: do pumpkin
0: okay. with his stuff yeah in mm-hmm. the fall?
2: Nice. so you know we're in the same building as Pete's gang so right. we cut up the uh, pumpkins the way we wanted them, took them over there before they opened up, and we toasted them in their 500-degree oven for 45 minutes, come back, threw them in the mash, Sweet. and people went nuts over it. So, yeah. yeah. I do love a good uh, pumpkin
0: beer. J- Jason mm-hmm. loves, like, he loves pumpkin beer. I like am I like, textbook right. basic. I've I got, pumpkin I've
2: got a lattes, <laughs> pumpkin beer. I've got a crowler in the back. If you'd like me to go back and get it, we could... Pop it open.
3: We literally found it this morning. Yeah. Oh man,
2: what's yeah. the what
1: are the chances that it's still good? Well, do you want you to find us. out? I mean, yeah. So after the break, we will find <laughs> out how good
0: the crowler ceiling is. But I mean, you used to work for the ball company. I'm guessing your crowler ceiling skills are, are top notch, right? You no,
2: know, I know a little <laughs> bit about can making. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I've done it. I've done it a time or two. So yeah, it's yeah. good and, stuff. Uh, You're yeah. with that CO2. are good, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, um, and you know. of the time, I would take cans over bottles. Right. Well,
0: I mean, I think that's the way things are moving, too, I
2: think. Yeah. It took a long time for the craft beer uh, culture or
0: people to buy into cans, but I think it's finally coming around. So So you mentioned there's a local canning uh, firm in here. Mm -hmm. Is that something... And is that something that you guys are looking to to possibly do in the future, or is, with four barrels, is it just not yet feasible?
2: No, you know, really, uh, I've talked with Luke, and it, it's Can Solutions and out of a Logan Sport. In the Schultz. Yep, there you go. <laughs> um, and what he does is he goes down and he does a bunch of canning down at Peoples. Okay. And Peoples is, what, eight, nine miles from us? Mm-hmm. On his way back home from Port, he's more unwilling to stop by, and it will probably take him longer to set up his canning line than it will to actually can four barrels. But uh, yeah, it's something that we're looking at right now. Sweet,
4: yeah,
0: sweet. And how how, how big of a like if you canning how many cans? Do you know how many cans four barrels? Are? It's about nine hundred and fifty pints. Okay, nice. Mm, yeah,
1: that, I mean that's kind of uh, it's just interesting to know that the mobile canning uh, trend has even made it because we're. I mean, we're close to Lafayette. How far outside of Lafayette are we? Uh, what,
2: show eight, nine miles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But just that even here, that we can still get access to that level of distribution. Yeah. Because this is a small local brewery. Yeah. Right. Like, they, you guys have barrels on tap. Uh, you have barrels. Uh, you have kegs on tap at other places we right do. now. We do. Yes. Yeah,
2: we're at five places now and should be at eight by the end of March,
1: yeah. So like that on top of like possibly canning the access to that in this location is amazing. It's a great time to really be alive. Yeah,
2: Absolutely, we've got a lot of neat. You know, we're seven miles away from Blickman Engineering, and it's just yeah, we're in a kind of cool spot. You know, so yeah. John Blickman. does John John ever stop by? John stops by. And, oh really? You know, yeah. yeah, you know, and you know, as Tom the homebrewer, I get a little intimidated when John or there's a lot of uh, beer judges that stop by as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And um, at first, I was really intimidated. You know, I thought I was going to piss my pants when John walked in. So here's the story. So John Blickman walks in, and I knew as soon as he walks in who he is. No introduction necessary.
0: Right. He's the man of the steel. He's
2: the man. <laughs> he is the man. I walk, he walks up to the bar, and he's, he's looking at the list. And he goes, let me try your porter. Two ounces into the porter, I blow the keg. <laughs> I was like, You got to be shitting me. This, thing <laughs> <is> <laughs> this happen. But it did happen. Do
0: you have any in the back?
2: I did have it in the back, but he goes, You know what? Just go ahead and give me your stout. So we've got an oatmeal okay. stout, and he really dug it. And, you know, it was, it, but not good timing, you know? No, no. Not for me. I'm but I mean,
0: right. the one hand, it's not good timing. The other hand, like, who but. But but John Blickman uh, to uh, to understand that yeah like oh he's totally yeah. cool I'm sure he's been there idea. totally he's cool. blown a few kegs in his day I'm guessing yeah, know. <laughs> yeah he knows the caves yeah. yeah you're going to get good. to the bottom so. so when so when you have that that's interesting that you have kind of Blickman Engineering that close to you here have you guys drawn some of their employees or things like that is that a, kind of a niche market for you guys so I mean. We get more of the
2: homebrew is okay. what we get, yeah. And tip canoe, homebrew, uh, these guys are serious about Sweet. it. Most of those guys in that club know more than Tom knows about brewing. So when they invite us to things and, you know, they're expecting me to be the know-it-all, I'm not. Yeah. And I'll sit back and learn things from these guys, and it's so cool, man. It's really cool. Um, Greg, he may, Okay, um, he is the founder of Lafayette Brewing Company. Okay, um, he also really supports these guys. He does a bunch of stuff for them, and they they really you know dig him, dig us. You know, we've we've done things with them where we'll have a competition. You know, this style of beer, the winner, we'll put it on the big system. Yeah. You know, do that style of thing. So, but yeah, is that so, something you guys
0: have uh, looked at doing with the with the local homebrewers? Oh, definitely. Yeah,
3: definitely. actually the. Uh, pumpkin beer that you'll try later that was the winner Oh, good. nice. Yeah. That mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think that, that's, a, that's a pretty fantastic trend, I think, in where, where homebrewers get to come in and, and try it on the big style. I think. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. It nice. was,
3: it was yeah. a really fun day um, just to have someone come help and be so enthusiastic about being back there. Because a lot of times our friends have come and they're like, oh, we want to do a brew day. And we're like, yeah, come on down. And then, like, halfway through the mash, they're like, oh, my God, how much what are we, longer? What are we going to do? Yeah. yeah.
0: we like, we don't even have to clean the mash out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even. Like, we haven't even <laughs> stopped. Like, this isn't even, we haven't even started
2: working yet. We just
0: dumped the Uh things. So
2: the winner of this, Mike Schroeder, he won this thing. He he did the brew day with us. When it come time to transfer from the fermenter down to the bright tank, he did it. Nice, nice. Uh, When it come time to uh, keg the beer, he did it. Yeah. And the day we tapped it and it went on, his family was here, and he did it. So, nice. Yeah, it was a good time.
0: That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, yeah.
3: it was a great day. Yeah, that's so.
0: awesome. So you guys actually – so that's that's a really awesome event with the local homebrewers. But you guys also do some other other fun events. I know Howard, who is a part of our yeah. our, our first-ever studio audience, uh, <laughs> Howard likes to come uh, to Euchre Night. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But you guys, you guys have a bunch of things. How, uh, how did that – uh, are those something you guys started or were part of the business model or is that kind of evolved as you guys have been open?
3: No, not part of the business model. <laughs> um, we kind of assumed that it would be more like live music and, you know, things like that. Um, but our customer base, um, they're very good at sharing ideas with us. Um, okay. So we kind of take some of that stuff and run. Um, we just come up with Odd things all the time um, that we're like, well, we'll talk about the staff meeting. If the staff's on board, we'll do it. Um, I don't want it to become stagnant right. um, either. So we're actually changing up a lot of our events coming up for the rest of 2019. Okay. Um, we have some new things that we haven't done before. Um, so it's kind of trial and error for us. Um, and as things you know become popular um, here, we'll you know continue on to do that. But I. I don't like to keep doing the same things over and over. That's just not my thing. So we'll constantly be doing new stuff all the time. Um, So uh, our staff meetings tomorrow night, actually. And I have a list of things that we'll be talking about. So
0: So you mentioned staff. Uh, We're here with just you guys today. How big is the staff for a four barrel brewery?
3: Uh, it's huge. Yeah. We've got all kinds of people. Um, There's eight of us, and let's call Yeah. Me. And everyone's part time. Um, all of our staff has day jobs. Okay. So nice. um,
1: A labor of love. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. And um, our kids, oh, I call them our kids, um, our daughter and son in law um, are really starting to take an interest, okay. um, which nice. has really surprised us. We weren't really sure what their thoughts were. They were very supportive when we said, Hey, we're, we're thinking about doing this. Is this nuts? And they said, No. Absolutely not. You've always wanted to have your own business. You guys should totally go for it. Um, so, we've had their support, but now um, they're coming in and they're brewing with us. And I'm meeting with my daughter um, every other week and going over ideas, you know, for events and things like that in the tasting room. Um, and she wants to learn the business side of things as well. So, we've been really lucky um, with those two. And then our other staff are our neighbors um, that we've known, and they're friends of ours. So we've been really lucky. Lucky, and we do have one employee that um, she was stalking us on Facebook before we opened. She's so if you want to work
0: here, stalk them (laughs) on Mm -hmm. Facebook. Do not stalk.
2: Restraining (laughs) orders will happen. Uh, Kelly. And I will um, say one thing about Kelly's husband Ben is he's a home brewer. He does nothing under ten percent. Oh, okay. Yeah, he so. made, He's a home winemaker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It's I a mean, nice perk. Actually, he loves killing yeast. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh,
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> he ever give you any green apples? <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
3: I mean, some of them are tough to get through, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, I can put my Sorry, big girl ben. pants Sorry, and ben. get through just about any beer, but man, some of them are, are tough. But one of the perks um, that I wasn't expecting was the fact that people bring you beer.
0: So I want to talk about this. So we're, we're we're coming close to the break, but this is a thing that fascinates me. We started a podcast, and one of the perks is people bring us beer. Yeah, oh, Probably yeah. not to the same extent. So Thanks, Adam. Yeah, Adam, Adam is one of the premium purveyors of beer. He'll just go on business trips and bring us beers we can't get here. It's super fun. So can you talk about some of the coolest beers that you've gotten just because people brought you beer?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I can tell you my favorite right now. Oh, go ahead. So we've had a ton of beer.
0: We've had a ton of beers.
2: We've had a ton of home brewers. And a good buddy of mine, I've known the guy since he was in diapers, and he just loves craft beer. And he they went just went up to michigan here a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and they brought home the kentucky breakfast out from founders oh KBS, yes. yeah. yeah holy shit yeah. yeah yeah
3: well before christmas too he brought us um curmudgeon's better half okay yeah nice. and i would say that's probably one of my most favorites yeah. um that i had um it outside of my style as as well so it was pretty interesting
0: uh, that's I, I think some of the we, – we've had some interesting beers on the show. Of course, we named the show after the beer we drink. And a lot of times, like when we're having homebrews on the show, they get to pick a beer. And obviously, they're not – we can't. The idea is we have to be able to buy the beer, so they can't just send us their homebrew. Hmm. And we thought people were just going to pick random beers. But what they tried to do is they p- try to pick obscure beers, which made our job hard. Uh, and expensive. Got the and, <laughs> and, and expensive. Well, <laughs> the, well we just – the episode that's that, – that our last episode, uh, we drank a beer called the, From the Great Divide. It's not called From the Great Divide. No, it is From the Great Divide. That's okay. the brewery. And the, it's Hibernation Ale. It's an old ale. Uh, Specifically, that, that we could only find the 2016. The 2016 version. And it okay. was... We actually got two bottles because we had to take a picture of the bottle and I lost the first bottle. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 50 dollars worth of beer the first bottle was better than the second bottle
2: how do you lose a bottle of beer just curiosity Well we drank, drank it, it? first <laughs>
0: oh. we drank it first and then uh, we actually okay. had a, a this is uh our listeners can find we had a power outage at yeah. my house we had to record at my mother-in-law's house okay and uh, we just were out of our normal element so we actually recycled the beer bottle before I took a picture of it so nice. okay okay yeah. we're just gonna put the Crasian logo on the album cover for this episode we don't we don't we don't do beer bottles for the for yep. the on- sites even if they even if they bottle we don't do that
3: right on perfect yeah
0: yeah this is uh way uh, so we've gotten uh kind of underneath the hood of plato's gravity more than we typically do (laughs) i think it's uh it's good time for uh for a break so we'll take a quick break we might top up some of the glasses in front of us and we'll be uh right back Welcome back to Plato's Gravity. We're uh, excited to uh, to go for we're round two. We're excited
1: about the fact that Aaron is wearing pants today on I, the show. I always wear pants on the show, Jason. Because we're not in the home studio. We're on location. At Crazian Brewery.
0: Where Aaron is wearing pants. We Fantastic. appreciate you wearing pants. Yes, thank I you. Know, too. I assume it's a requirement at Crazian. Yeah, you know. It,
2: mm, it's sometimes. Uh, sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah, it depends mm-hmm. on the weather.
0: Depends on the weather. I, I imagine it also depends on the company. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. We,
3: yeah. I mean, we do have one customer in the summer who does like to wear really short shorts because he said his best assets are his legs. So. Yeah. I, I think my he,
0: best assets are my legs. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Wow. Jason, are you a regular at Creation Brewing Company who wears shorts? shorts? Yeah. No, but I wanted the listeners to think both of those things. Th- you th- that you that can you check
2: work. his tonsils, if you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: So so we want to back. So we had a a great break here. Uh, We've had very wonderful hospitality at Creation Brewing, which you should also expect when you come here. So one of the things that that we learned is that if you are creative and you taste two beers at Creation Brewery and you think they should be put together, they'll do it for you. Absolutely. So, yes. Tom, can you tell a story of the very nice hybrid beer that we had over the break?
2: Yeah, so we've got a customer that she's a little sweetheart, and she's a friend of ours and our friend of our, our kids, actually, and mm-hmm. I, I won't say her name just in case it embarrasses
0: her. Should Regina.
3: That's the name of the beer, though.
0: Oh, go ahead. Oh, did you yeah. guys name it? Do you guys have a hybrid name for it?
3: Yeah, yeah, so she's a hairdresser. So, um she came up with the name. It's Kelsey's Cut. Kelsey's oh. Cut.
2: Yeah, I say that really slow cuz I'm, I'm not real good at names. But anyway, um it's How does so
0: how does it go slowly?
2: Can you say it for me? <laughs> I can tell you how it goes fast and I probably <laughs> shouldn't yeah, don't say it. do it. No. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh our white stout, which is very coffee infused white stout. It has mm. uh Dark roast, uh, whole bean, coffee beans in it. And we'll take two-thirds of that and one-third of the coconut porter, and it's delicious. And the first time I poured it, she asked me if we would pour it. I'm like, absolutely. I mean, if you're paying $5 for a pint, I want you to be happy. I want you to have what you have. You know, we're not one of those that, oh, that's not true to style. Um, If it's what you enjoy drinking, we will pour it for you. So... I poured her that, and she's like, "Oh, this is good." So I had to have some too. We had another customer sitting beside her; he had one. So nah, I mean, that's
0: now we have what Kelsey's we cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So get it while it lasts here at Creation Brewing Company. Yeah. Kelsey's yeah. Kelsey's cut. They both the beers have to last for that to be a thing. So uh, another fun thing you uh, if you listened intently at the beginning of the show, you, know, you realize that we're now drinking a uh, a frosty pumpkin. A frosty pumpkin ale from Creation Brewing. So I, I want to give like mad props to you guys. Not only is this thing uh, a delicious pumpkin ale, but you put it in a Crowler on December 20th, yeah. uh, 2018. Today is March 4th, 2019. And this thing both isn't oxygenated and terrible, and it's a damn good pumpkin ale. So thank you for sharing this uh, with us. You're
2: welcome.
3: Yeah, you know, thanks I, for being
0: guinea pigs.
2: I was a can maker for 12 years, and I absolutely believe in aluminum cans. 100 percent recyclable plus they will seal the deal um we actually will blow in co2 like the hell yeah <laughs> we blow the co2 in before we fill the uh with beer and it it knocks the oxygen right out of the can
1: so the uh, the, the other thing that i want to know about this beer is because we talked about um you guys roasting the pumpkin next door in the uh, at the pizza place mm-hmm. it I've never had a pumpkin ale taste this much of pumpkin. Normally, it tastes really heavy of pumpkin spice, but I, for I think the first time ever, actually taste the pumpkin. Awesome! Yeah, I don't.
3: I think part of it was um, we roasted them and they kind of caramelized a little bit, and I think some of that kind of comes through. The creaminess definitely comes through.
1: Yeah, and as like a, a a huge just winter squash
2: eater as I like to call them. Mm -hmm.
3: Squash. Um, I'm a Mm -hmm.
0: huge fan. It's not Mm -hmm. one of the words for the show, is Squash. We don't have to keep using that, do we? Squash.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My concern when we did it was, I hope this beer does not taste like Pizza King pizza. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. It does not have a pepperoni character.
0: There are worse (laughs) problems (laughs) to have. It (laughs) does (laughs) not. Have you guys tried to make a Pizza King pizza beer? That would be uh, fun.
3: Not yet. No, no we no. can. I'll put
0: it on the list. Put it on the list. All right, the long list. The long, the long list. I've made it on the long list. I feel, I feel honored. Uh, so one of the things we like to do uh, at Plato's Gravity is to tell the story of brewers and their beer, but we also like to tell the stories of the brewers themselves. So you guys are, you guys are married. You have this beautiful brewery, but I'm sure you guys have a long history. Can you tell us about uh, how you met? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I would love no. to tell you. Yeah, the real story or the one we told our parents? Ooh,
0: both. You oh. met on Tinder. Both. Um. There was no tender. <laughs> there was no such thing, Jason. So the one we told her parents were... Oh, there's. are there three stories? Did you tell your parents one story, her parents another, and then a I don't story? think
3: we did, because uh, we were in San Diego at the time, and his family was here, so... Okay. Yeah.
2: I was I was in the Navy station in San Diego, Okay. and Michelle was in between her junior and senior year of high school in 1988. All right.
3: And we told your parents what again? That we met at the. No, he's twenty nine. You're really robbing the cradle. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 wait. no, no. no, wait. no wait. Yeah, I was,
2: I was. uh, uh twenty you were
3: seventeen. Yeah, I'm actually eighty, but I'm Asian, so I, I <laughs> oh, so don't. It's fine. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh-oh. Well um, done, well done. There was a like eighteen and over or eighteen and under dance club. Um,
2: Tijuana oh, yeah. No, no telling, in in we're in telling the lie first. This yeah, is the lie. We're so so telling the lie we, first. Yeah. Okay. Escondido After Dark.
3: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: This the was lies. the lie. Yeah, that After was Dark. the Dark. lie. Yeah. It was an under 21 club, is where we met. Is, and her parents to this day still think that. So. Well, uh, no,
3: I think my mom knows now. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: I missed that. Well, you told them to listen to the show.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, she's going to listen to yeah. every single thing. Yeah. I will hear all about it. Yeah, she, absolutely.
2: She has the best memory of any person I've ever met in my life. She's this little four foot ten Japanese lady, and she can tell you
0: anything from any time period. That, that is exciting. Yeah. yeah,
3: stuff I don't even remember. So yeah. you
0: shouldn't have her instead of Beersmith, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. She would totally oh, that's tell a me. Good idea. Yeah. She's like, no, yeah. it was torn out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not
3: moving her back here though. So. She's insane go so, still. So
0: you guys met at a very um very classy under twenty one club. That's what your parents know. What's the real
3: Yeah, we real actually place? met at La Bamba in Tijuana, Mexico. La and yeah, so the burrito I burrito place? kind of yeah they have uh, tequila and burritos so I saw this um, really cute guy holding up a wall um, all by himself so I asked him to dance he said no (laughs) yeah and I said yeah I'm like what do you mean no oh you're dancing so we danced and uh, I don't know just, yeah. I gave you my phone number and the real phone number, my real phone number. How did you do that? In um, my blue eyeliner, yeah, on a napkin from La Bamba.
2: So I woke up the next morning on my rack in the sh- on the ship. That's a, That's a bed for
0: those of you who don't know about navies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on the rack. Yeah, I, I I hadn't used the head yet, <laughs> <laughs> and.
2: I opened up my hand and I had like a 10, a 5, three ones, and a napkin with a phone number that said Michelle. And I'm like, hmm. I remember that she was cute, but I couldn't pick her out of a lineup because I'd had a lot to drink that day. So, all right, all right. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. rest is. Hit. Next day we got married, but the rest yeah. is. <laughs> the next day you got married. Fantastic. <laughs>
1: I didn't expect to cry on an episode of Plato's Gravity. Oh. It's, it's it very is. sentimental. Such a
3: sweet story. It really, is. so yeah. There's, so we're actually celebrating uh, 30 years of marriage in July. That so. is that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure at
2: our wedding most people were taking the over under at like six months, but right. yeah, we're still together.
0: I feel like that's how it always goes. like when yeah. people take when people take the under, you just you just last in spite of them, right? Yeah, yeah. and you know she hadn't even graduated. She was
2: what, no September, November of her senior year when we got engaged. So, you know, I could see how they would think that yeah. wouldn't last.
4: Mm. No. Well...
0: Here we are drinking wonderful beer because of yeah. your uh, cheers, because of you and <laughs> your your commitment to one another, yes. and because and I asked you to dance. Yeah, and you wouldn't take no for an answer. Absolutely yes. not. So <laughs> I presume the brewery. I presume the brewery was your idea then, right? Still not taking no for an answer.
3: Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was. Yeah. Um, we had just become empty nesters. Um, we always wanted to have our own business. Um, Tom was working his ass off um, in a factory and. Straight I've up balling. <laughs> get it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jason, nice. Jason's here always cheers. cheers. cheers to that. Um, Can you guys get that
0: clink yeah, in the microphone? Can you uh, do that again? Uh, yeah.
4: Ah, there, there it is. Well, I heard it.
3: So, yeah, I don't know. I, I said, hey, I've been thinking about something. What do you think about opening up a brewery? So, so let's let's have a little fun. And this might go nowhere, and it might go some
0: awesome places. So you', you talked about always <laughs> wanting to open a business. What were the competing it's options? So optimistic. What were the competing options? There wasn't one. Oh, so okay. this is it. Yeah.
3: No, I, I it went, went,
0: it went nowhere. I was correct. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, no, no, I had a list of ideas and I just kept crossing them off until I came to that. Um, that old adage, um, if you do what you love, it's not work, you know. Right. So I thought, right. well, we have this crazy hob- hobby. Um, why not? Um, when we first started brewing, my whole question was, how hard is it to brew? Um, surely we can figure this out right. and, and the same happened kind of with the brewery I thought well how hard is it to open a brewery So I did my research, I looked at it And I thought I really think that we can do this um, And then it just kind of Took on a life of its own honestly um, It was very organic um, If we Once we started the build out Once everything started going If we needed something It showed up Whether right. somebody stopped by Um, someone called and said, Hey, um, we love your idea. We think we want to invest. What are your thoughts? Um, we didn't have to seek out, um, investors. We don't have a lot of investors. We only have a couple and they were small. Mm -hmm. Um, huge help though. We couldn't have done it without them. Um, but they came to us, which was really nice. Um, I don't think a lot of people get that. Right. Um, and it just was one of those things where like, Hey, we think we want to do this for the build out. How are we going to do that? No idea, but it'll come when it's supposed to come and, and it all did. And our goal of opening for the big Apple Popcorn Festival in Brookston was kind of a long shot, honestly. We started build out in February and the festival is in September. Okay, that's quick. Turn on. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, I'm not gonna stress about it. If it's meant to be it's gonna happen. Um and we opened up a week before. the festival so yeah we had a whole like five days experience and then it was the festival and it was just a nutty crazy day and barrels and barrels of honey red later here we are (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yeah. yeah yeah That's fantastic. Well,
0: I mean, if, if, if you guys are, uh, if you, if our list, if for any listeners who uh, live in Indiana, no matter where you are in Indiana or surrounding states, it's worth the drive. It's a beautiful place. They have, uh, they've, they've gone really to every detail. They have, they have USB ports in their, in their outlets so you can charge your phones. Uh, it's tremendous, but a nice stainless steel look. And a rickshaw. Can you tell the story about the rickshaw? Like the rickshaw is in the logo of the Crasian Brewing Company.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so do you guys did you guys have a rickshaw business prior it? to or what, what was, what was yeah, that? Yeah, when I was a young child. You yeah, just carried a rickshaw? Yeah, my mom made me uh, give rickshaw rides around the neighborhood. No. Um, <laughs> I don't no. think that's true at all. No. <laughs> Is that just the story you told your parents? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: actually have a picture. Where's the picture,
3: Michelle? It's back on the shelf. So okay. we have a good time in our neighborhood. Um, we like to drink beer. We like to have a good time. Um one night, we put a what camping chair in a wheelbarrow. Um, I actually have a number of rice picking hats um, that people have given me, so I put the hat on and I took Tom for a rickshaw ride nice. in our redneck rickshaw.
0: Redneck rickshaw. Yeah.
3: So um, the idea just kind of came from that photo, honestly. And it was a
0: wheelbarrow. and yeah. It was awesome. Yeah.
3: yeah. It was a I've taken Tom home from neighborhood parties in that wheelbarrow many times, so.
0: So before you guys became homebrewers and before you, uh, this is the Bruce Aid question, uh, before you guys became homebrewers and before... um before you were making craft beer, or before craft beer was readily available around you, what were the beers you drank a lot of that necessitated the that necessitated, the necessitated that
1: necessitated? Niss-
0: damn it, Jason, I was going to get there. Yep. That
3: necessitated <laughs> rickshaw rides. Like, what was your go-to beer back oh, in the day? And what you guys get wrecked of? on? Gosh, um, well, when we were poor, it was Bush Light. Honestly, nice. yeah the the thirty Q To be poor to enjoy
1: Bush well, Light, yeah. yeah, that's true. My um, go-to
2: is. Old style, old style,
1: and yeah. then go Cubs. Yeah, go actually, Cubs.
3: we we upgraded to Bud Light at one point. Oh, actually, um, yeah, I, I was yeah, I wasn't embarrassed at the grocery store to put that in the cart. Mm. Uh, I was with the others, so um, that was kind of the go to for a long time. Mm-hmm.
0: What was the uh, so so Bud Lights to go to, Bush Lights to go to? What's the now you're a hop head, a self proclaimed hop head? What's the what's the first beer that you drank and were like, you know what, this is better. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to oh drink. Oh, My
3: gosh. Um we actually were in Denver, yeah, yeah. and Breckenridge like is one of the Becca. Oh, yeah. So, and and yeah. we were. Um, he was out there for work. It was the weekend of my birthday, and I said, ah, "I'm going to fly out to Denver. I love Denver." Um, so I booked a microbrew bus tour
2: on 420. I might add the yeah. very first 420 ever. In Denver. In Denver. Yeah, the, the uh, first yeah, there's smoke been end, yeah. several 420s. Yeah. the one We'd, that included legal pot was It's yeah. not yeah. just it's not
1: just fog in Denver. Anymore. No, no, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not,
3: not just fog. Yeah, it was <laughs> crazy because we were driving downtown. It's all to... edibles, Jason. There's no fog. Well, <laughs> not back then. <laughs> <laughs> we were driving to the venue, the very first uh, brew pub. And I'm like, looking at the people walking down the streets, I'm like, hey, our buddy that we stayed with, I said, what's going on downtown, Roy?" And he said, oh, it's downtown. There's stuff going on all the time. I'm like, yeah, but specifically today, what's happening? He's like, oh, I don't know. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh my God, it's 420. And I said, hey, everyone, roll your windows down. And they're all like, what? And I'm like, just do it. like the anti-hot
0: box? Yeah.
3: Yeah, Keep
2: it in, let it in. We were were, were like five blocks from downtown, and it was our you lofted. could,
3: yeah, you knew, and then once we got downtown, like the whole downtown did have a whole haze over yeah. all of it. We're a mile high, yeah. So, <laughs> but we went on our brewery tour, and um, we went to big places and small places, um, and honestly, the small places is what hooked me. Right? Yeah, I mean, we went to Breckenridge, which was super cool. Um, mm. We toured the whole facility and, and their bottling line and all this cool stuff, but it was like the smaller places. Um, was it right brain right yeah it was like a a, yeah. a nano honestly right. and the brewer was there it was and so cool
2: i mean you literally he opened up a garage door and there was maybe six seats inside the building and then a little patio area outside and i not even sure he had a one barrel system that, right. i think that was too big yeah
3: yeah, and I think wow. that yeah. really, um, it, and the atmosphere was super cool. Um, and I just, that was my favorite place and that stuck with me for a long time. Um, and as we started to get more into, um, craft beer, it's always the small places that really touched my heart, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the experiences that we had and the people that we met, um, and the staff, just everything, um, just kept, I don't know, it just kept seeping into my head. So, um, and here we are. Yeah. And it's a small definitely. place where you
0: get to meet someone new every day. And Absolutely. Serve them beer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super you know, cool. and
2: still to this day, you you don't understand the work that goes into making a beer unless you make beer right. and appreciate it. And, you know we've got a lot of local brewers around here um taze river jason cook is he's he was a home brewer that yeah. went right into doing what we're doing you know he was taking a shot he's doing a great job down there um sean manahan over yeah. at uh, copacetic in monticello sure. i mean he started off at people's he went down to flat 12 now he's got his own gig hey, going. we interviewed flat 12 yeah. Which, ah. By the way, yeah.
0: they've been they, they, Flat 12 is now BookTenders, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, they got yeah. bought out. Yeah. But
2: uh, you know, Sean, he's the guy. He's an he's an artist when it comes
0: to right. to making beer. Hold on, you know, Sean? What? Sean Manahan. Oh, Sean Manahan, Okay. Yeah. We interviewed yeah. Sean Lewis from Flat 12. Flat oh, Manahan. okay. Yeah. 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 They, they have a thing Sean? for Sean's. I'm I'm <laughs> guessing Sean <laughs> Lewis is delightful. I'm guessing Sean uh, <laughs> Manahan. <laughs> So th- this beautiful, touching moment is—it's getting really emotional and, and, and touching and lovely. And so I, I think it's—it's yes. it's really time for uh, Jason to take us off the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Are you
1: guys ready for this? I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I am. Um, but not. let's explain the premise to the listeners. Okay, I'm going to ask you a dumb question. It sure.
0: can't relate to beer at all. Yeah, it can't oh, there's relate no dumb to dumb questions. To well, only d- this segment is broken. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you if you guys listen back to our catalog, you'll realize that's false. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Game of
1: kickball, kickball kick, kick, kick where you uh-huh. you hit the ball with the foot. Mm-hmm. David Bowie oh, versus Antonio Davis,
2: former Pacers basketball player.
1: What's the final score?
2: Well, you know Bowie, he comes from a, the land of soccer, and they know how to kick a damn ball. It's it very bad. true, and. My son is an exact replica of David Bowie, so I'm going. I'm going five two
0: Bowie. Five two Bowie. Okay.
3: Yeah, I am inclined to 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 Bowie as well. Um, I uh,
0: uh, I have, uh, you guys have done a great job answering the question. I have so many more follow up questions before I could possibly answer a question <laughs> like kickball, kickball is a team. Who is
1: David Bowie? No,
0: <laughs> kickball is. a Kickball hey. is a team sport. Like what the fuck? Like is it Antonio Davis? Does he get to draft a team, or is Can it just? You,
1: hold on, but imagine God. trying to build uh, Antonio Davis, great basketball player. I, I grant you, he might need a team for kickball. Imagine trying to pair anyone up
2: with David Bowie. No, you can't yeah, do it's, it's that. Not because, work. You know, Antonio Davis was a ball hog. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, you know, Bowie. He was the compassionate guy. He, he loved people, and he's going to do what it takes to win.
0: All right, so David Bowie wins the game of kickball. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I'm not sure where I was going. I unanimous. Know. It doesn't matter where you're going. It's the off-the-wall no, question. No, I think right, that the right. off-the-wall
1: question, the fact that the, yeah. I finally got an off-the-wall question that ended in a love letter to David Bowie. Mm-hmm. I love David Bowie. Yes. I'm yeah. 100% on board with I love this. Love him. I, I am gonna Rest have to, in peace, I'm honestly going to have to Bowie. Google Absolutely. David Bowie after the show. I don't yeah. know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you <laughs> if you listen to his Black
2: Star album and drink like a growler of beer, you'll be crying at the end of it. So, I mean, yeah. that
0: sounds great. Yeah. I like to yeah. mm-hmm. I drink a growler beer and listen to most any album. I'm going to cry at the end. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's how beer works, man. Right? Yeah. That's what keeps you, guys, keeps you guys in business. So uh, let's, uh, we want to get to the business. We'll have some wrap-up questions and fun stuff, but let's, uh, let's go ahead and play some They Said What. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right, for our listeners who don't know what the hell They Said What is, uh, we're going to read three untapped reviews. I'm going to give as much information from the review as I possibly can without revealing the brewery that brewed the beer. Uh, it's, uh, we're in Brookston, Indiana. It's going to be a brewery that's reasonably close to here, so it'll uh-huh. be hopefully in your guys' wheelhouse. Uh, you guys might have an easier go than most people, because, like, if I do this in Indy, like, there's so many more places to choose from. Um, so we will ask for the name of the beer and oh, the, uh, the brewer. We'll see if you guys can grab it. We're going to go with three reviews, and, uh, it's not one of your beers. That's unfair. Okay. Uh, I don't want to read, like, <laughs> shitty reviews of, gosh. like, oh, that cup of joe was just fucking <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> <That's> Terrible. <laughs>
2: I had to lick my dog's butt to get the taste out of my mouth. That's You know what? That's that's, uh, that's a, is that how you do that? Is that, is that oh, work? yeah. Is that yeah. That's so why we have the Boston here.
1: Oh, if if right. you don't mm-hmm. like our beer,
0: lick, lick her butt. butt. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. That should be a song.
1: Is, 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 is Doggo here during normal operating hours? Oh, yeah. She, she is. Okay. Yeah. yeah, if I'm
3: here, pretty much she's here. Okay. So we have- yeah. This yeah. is Super dog friendly, friendly for other other people bring their dogs to. You? Unfortunately, no. Um, and, and the reason yeah. being is our dog
2: is not dog friendly. Okay. Yeah. Very
3: people friendly. So, so it's she's a
2: very people friendly, yeah. but not dog friendly at all. She almost got taken out by a Saint Bernard a few years ago, and ever since then she's changed her uh, view of dogs. The yeah. fact that she like a Saint Bernard, she's a tiny dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Saint Bernard didn't immediately
1: swallow her. Yeah. I think let's count our blessings. Yes. My. My son is six dogs. foot
2: tall, and he had her above his head. Yeah. It yeah. seems like a tragic day for... It, it could have been. It really was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was going to be Boston on the menu. Boston. It's going to be... You guys, that's
0: you the name for my you guys It's hard to name beers. That's a good name for a beer. <laughs> Boston on the menu.
3: <laughs> I'll that's, put it uh, on the short list. <laughs> oh, the short yes. list? I made, the short <laughs> list. Oh, I feel
0: so good. We still got to name that ride, Jason. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah it's only There's only a touch left of that pumpkin now. It means it was good. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right, so Jan K uh, was drinking this beer. Jan K. Um, okay, and actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my microphone over to my computer so I can yeah, and then it, and not talk into to. it. So I, got I, to, I got used to I got used to the fancy microphone. So she says it's okay for an IPA. She gives it 3.1 bottle caps. 3.1 bottle caps. Okay. okay. So we yep. got this an IPA. That's pretty good that's for just okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, so we know it's an IPA. She, we People know it's just okay for an IPA. Kind of dumb. Oh. She earned the beer is. broker level 12 badge. Uh, by the way, this game is much easier if you know what the badges mean. We don't. Wait, what was the badge? The beer broker badge. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a bottle <laughs> trade? She also earned the land of the free badge. It's oh, an American beer. Congratulations. And she had this on draft. Now, she had this on draft at the place where it was brewed, so I can't tell you where she drank it. Uh. What was her name again? Uh, uh, Jan K. Hi, Jan. Kay.
3: Like, how local are we talking? It's an Indiana beer, I'm guessing. It's
0: definitely in Indiana. <laughs> it's not Indianapolis. Uh, it's not Indianapolis. Uh, okay. It's okay for an IPA. It's okay,
3: okay for, for an,
0: an IPA. IPA. Uh, and, and this is uh, this might be a broken record again, and I, I apologize. Sometimes the clues are really good, and sometimes, uh, sometimes. they're not. Uh, so Tim R. is drinking this, and he also is drinking it where it was brewed. Okay. This might give you guys a clue about the size of the brewery. Okay. You can see the distribution seems to be... Hmm. Wait, what? It what? I actually don't know about this brewery, so they could distribute it, and maybe we're just unlucky <laughs> to have people always <laughs> drinking it where it was brewed. Uh, but I'm trying to help you with the game. Uh, he Tim R earned the newbie badge, so someone who doesn't. Uh, hey Tim, new to Untapped. New to Untapped. Welcome to sharing. Also, beer. cheers to independent U.S. breweries. And Tim R gives it uh, four bottle caps and said oh, no. it Darnie. was satisfactory. <laughs> Solid. That's not what four <laughs> bottle yeah, caps mean, sir. Yeah, that's two and a half so bottle confusing. caps. confusing. Satisfactory. Is it okay for an IP? Perfectly average. It's okay, stars.
3: average. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we love you, Tim. Yeah,
2: I've I've found that people that drink beer know a lot more about beer than I do.
0: <laughs> it doesn't sound like it from on top. <laughs> right. And then if you guys if you guys sample the local brew, this might give it away depending on how much you like or dislike. The beer that mm-hmm. we're talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know it's we know it's an IPA. This uh, Zach C. Um, hey, Zach. He, he also drank it where it was brewed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is drinking it, and he gives it uh, three point two bottle caps. Oh. He just had a taster. He did not. Uh, he did not have the full draft experience. Okay. He earned three badges. Jesus, that's too many for a taster. The beer broker badge. <laughs> The beer foodie badge. How do you broker and a beer by doing a taster? The taster please badge, which makes sense. Okay. Uh, all he right. says it is well earned, not bad, but a little on the watery <laughs> side.
4: Okay, so wow. it's a beer that's um, made close to here.
0: Okay, if you believe Zach C, it's a touch on the watery side. Okay, and uh, if you believe the other two reviewers, it's an IPA or it's at least a watery a IPA made. I'm gonna guess in Lafayette. Wow, wow! If, I if, if, if we even gonna... give an answer
2: to this, and I, I know f- f- the local <laughs> brewer, he's gonna give me a total stink eye the next time I oh, see him. Oh no! Yeah. So very, I'm yeah. gonna say that it
1: is the Sun King Osiris. It's not
0: Osiris. <laughs> <laughs> pale <ale>. well, I, <laughs> no. That's why. Also, Thanks. Jason doesn't know, so Thanks, this is an Dave authentic guest from Jason. I love you.
3: Yeah, actually, that, I w- that's why I asked. How local are we talking? It's more local than Sun King I, Oh gosh, you know um, what? I don't know.
2: I just want to have some fun with my buddy Jason, since Jason is part of this podcast. Yes. Are you
3: thinking Pinky in the Brain
0: Pinky in the Brain
3: and Me we're too. we're go- we're gonna we're just gonna to say Taze
2: River
0: just to piss with Jason. Tay's River, Tay's River is incorrect. Ah. Yes, Taze. thank God. I'm glad it wasn't. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna, I'm i I'm gonna go, am gonna go for the reveal. I'm gonna tell you the name of the brewery and see if you can name their beer. Okay. Oh, all it right. Is the, uh, it is the Brokerage Brewing Company. Oh yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That does nothing yeah, for that's, me. that's, that's yeah. That's Corey. Is
3: there juice in the name of the beer?
0: Um. No. Oh, but it. if you were a boy band around the time you guys oh, met. Oh, New Kids oh,
3: on the Hop.
0: Hops. New Kids on the Hop. Yes. yes. Okay. I, I think Zach sees fucking it. I mean, I, we're, we're not supposed to make fun of the reviewers, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really don't want to make fun of the brewers. Yeah. So I feel like New Kid on the Hop is probably a great IPA. You guys should try it. Absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys had New Kid
3: on the Hop? Yes. Um, yeah. I, Did you find okay. it watery? No. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I
2: want to back up with my answer <laughs> saying, Jason, I love you, dude. You make great beers. I'm just pissing with you. You know that?
1: that, that is I, honestly, awesome. I'm, I'm
0: surprised Aaron didn't pick the old style.
1: Ooh. As as oh. the beer to choose, Old
0: Style would have been a great beer to choose. I, I also thought about picking a people's beer because they're you know yeah big and in the area. Yeah. But I also oh yeah,
3: and and that's been our I mean that was our go to brewery um, right. for a long time because it was the closest to where we lived. So it was pretty
2: much it. That yeah, and I think Lafayette Brewing Company was it. At yeah, the time. and we're
3: probably more well versed um, there since we've opened this brewery. Mm. <laughs> we don't get out a whole lot. Right. So so, it's, yeah. Now, yeah. Do people
0: bring you That's like? Okay your are own people kids. like? And you know, people bring brewers beer. Are people bringing you people stuff? And like, have no, you tried? You no, know, nothing, nothing
3: local. No, it's usually, hey, we were out of town, um, and we brought you back this beer. So. Or we've
2: got a lot of home brewers that bring us a little.
1: Yes. Yeah. Of,
3: their own beer. of what they made, which we love. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. It,
1: I. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Aaron just pointed at me, and I, I assume. Funny story. So under normal I'm a little scared. Yeah. From, oh, he's going
2: to pee. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's going to give me shit for talking about does it. Does that mean I could podcast? go get me a beer, too, and it would just be you and Michelle? Yeah, that's oh. perfectly fine. Cool. Right on. So,
1: uh, under normal circumstances, um, it's a little sad. Normally, we'll leave the podcast recording, and Aaron will go to the bathroom. And okay. then I'll have a conversation with people, and...
3: So now's the time to talk shit about him.
1: Well, we can talk shit about him, but the thing Perfect. was, today we took the break, and instead of me being left on the mic, I went to the restroom, and he <laughs> did not take advantage of that. And I, I, have, I have no idea why. So, <laughs> yeah. So this pumpkin ale, this, this came yeah. about someone, uh, someone came and brewed it with you?
3: Yeah, yeah, Mike Schroeder, um, he's actually local. He lives here in Brookston. And, um, we, so we had, I think, probably 15 different beers that were submitted. Um, and honestly, they were all really good. Um, and it just kind of came down to what was the one beer that we had that mm. we wanted to have a second glass of? Yeah. Like What was that really good, like, easy drinker beer? So that was the beer. So then how close was
1: this to—so the home brewer made a pilot batch, I'm assuming, like a five-gallon batch. Mm-hmm. How close was this batch to— what you had in that pilot badge.
3: It was pretty close. Um, he was really happy with how it turned out. Okay. Um, and we were too. And I think we were all kind of pleasantly surprised at how roasting those pumpkins at the Pizza King worked. Um, it worked really well. I'm honestly more surprised that they just let you roast I think
1: that that's great that it's businesses supporting businesses. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's a small town, and we're all in the same boat. Yeah. Um, And that's one nice thing um, is to have, you know, support of the local businesses um, a lot of our build-out, we bought um, the supplies we needed from the corner hardware, um, okay. Caddy Corner, from us. Which is, yeah, us. like
1: directly uh, across the street. Yeah,
3: and, um, locally family-owned business. Um, we could have gone to Lafayette and gone to Menards and all the big guys. And, and sometimes we had to because they didn't have what we needed. But we sourced as much as we could from over there. So we're all kind of in the same boat. and We we love each other and we support each other. So
1: I have a hard
0: time with Menards as a... <laughs> Um,
3: <laughs> you don't like the rebates? No,
0: I think it's fine. It's <laughs> oh, just eleven percent. That's one hard math, and it never comes.
1: I had no—I had a—I had a friend of mine growing up who would always use the word "nard" to mean testicles, and now we're getting a picture taken of us. Don't laugh, testicles J- J- <laughs> So every time I would see the commercial it would say "save big money at my nard," it sounded like they're saying "save big money
2: at my nuts." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I just couldn't abide. I like
2: my Nards. Yeah, yeah. that's usually what we hear. Yeah.
1: So now yeah. I don't. Uh, you I don't eat, shop I'm, there. I'm more of a Home Depot close
0: guy. Home Depot yeah. sort of fellow. Yeah.
3: Well, it's just close to us, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> like supporting local. Like, so, and ha- have you seen like as you guys support your your local businesses? Do you find them in here drinking your beer and and oh yeah yeah
3: definitely um they're all pretty cool um everyone comes in um and and we you know we support local as well and local doesn't just mean Brixton for us um you will see Tom and I and our staff at Copacetic at Taze at Brokerage at Peoples at LBC like we go and and Wagner like we go to all these places um and, and Pretty regular. Um, so we're all about, I mean, the thing is, and, and we'll see some of our customers at these places and they're like, what are you doing here at the competition? I'm like, cause we like beer just like you do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We don't just make beer. What? We also yeah. like to drink beer and not just our own, you know, right. and we understand how, how much hard work goes into making beer. Um, so we're all about supporting, um, our local brewers and, and our local businesses as well too. So, and we, we send people everywhere, you know, we get someone new and maybe from Indy that's not, um, well-versed in what's around this area. Right. Um, and we'll, them, Hey, have you been here? Have you been there? You need to go. Um, because the, the main thing I guess for me is, um, it's all about small independent craft beer. I don't care who makes it, um, go find it, drink it. Um, and if you're interested in brewing brew, Right, You know, talk to us. Well, we're more than happy to help you out and, you know, give you some information. Um, we would even brew here. I mean, it's not a big deal for us. Right. Um, this is our full time job now. So um, we're totally open to that. So, so do you guys
0: like, have you had like any home come and be like, hey, man, how about can I get on for some of your like old yeast?
3: Not yet. Um, Homebrewers in
0: in Brookston area, you should get the yeast. Like that's, yeah. that's super fun. <laughs> we haven't done yeast, but the actually the
2: uh, Tippecanoe Homebrewers Club has got a lot of our uh, malt. Like okay. our, you know, we get specialty grains, mm-hmm. and they don't last quite as long as sure. you know. So. Um, Yeah, we've done black malt, chocolate malt, roasted barley, so things like that, but not yeast.
1: And before the show, we talked a little bit uh, about you guys using Sugar Creek malt. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's like a local maltster.
2: Yeah, Caleb's awesome, man. This guy, he understands malting, and he going to take it to the next level we want to support him while he does that and I'm, he's
3: also a home brewer he's yeah. been brewing for a long time as well so um, he's even definitely kicking, support that
2: he's kicking around the idea of actually opening up a little brewery out there where he's at in oh, Lebanon wow. yeah which would be awesome and he's also doing some some old school stuff he's putting together um you know some some malting where you know, it was done 100 years ago or 150 years ago, and he's he's. It's just really awesome. This guy will brew beer where you throw hot stones into your brew kettle. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. we actually had a guy on the show uh, a little while back. Uh, he wrote a book called "Brew Beer Like a Yeti." Yeah, and uh, he did some of that uh, some of that crazy jazz. Mm-hmm. No sanitizing, this kind of oh, thing. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Which is It's like awesome. they brew beer for centuries with no sanitizer. Did That's you drink it? We did well. Oh. It, was, it was, it was a Skype podcast. So we, were, oh, we didn't man. get to drink any of his beer, but I trusted him. I trusted him. He seemed, yeah. he seemed pretty, I, I trusted him to, Jer- to do yeah. all that work that I'm Jer- not going to do. Jeremy Zimmerman, yeah. <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> That's right.
2: Caleb does some crazy work. I mean, this guy, just his malt house where you're just forking over this malt, trying to get it, you know, yeah. progression to what he needs it.
3: Yeah. We appreciate, um, yeah we appreciate people who do that kind of stuff because we do the same thing here. Yeah. Um, nothing's automated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we went yeah, we back in the back and saw it's so a, it's a very beautiful four barrel system, but you yeah. Know, it, oh it, yeah.
3: It, like when I went to, um, Taze and toured, um, you know, we're looking in his really cool system and there's mash paddles. And I was with the girls from girls pine out from Lafayette. And I said, yes, yeah, so at our brewery, I'm the mash paddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 when when I
2: push the button on the PLC that says mash, that's Michelle stirring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you yeah. know he really knows how to push your button. He starts stirring. <laughs> that's, that's really good. Yeah, start stirring.
0: So uh, this episode will, will air. It's March 20th for those of you who are listening to it on the day it airs. So 420? Um, there's some there's some amazing beers we've gotten to drink. Uh three 20. 20. Jesus. Three Jesus. 320. 320 Jason. 320. That would have, have really tied in. Yeah, it would have been would have really. That's not even a Wednesday this year. <laughs> Damn, it, Jason. Um, there's some really awesome beers here that because you're an nano brewery won't, won't won't be here by the time we release what's coming up. You know what? So we've got the the Honey Red which will be here. We've got
2: the Herald's uh Oh, sorry that we've is got the same the, thing yeah, yeah we've I'm got sad, the harold tiny yeah. red we've got the bub's high stout which will be here hmm. um but i think we'll still have the white stout um, we'll still have our pine will be on yep. um we are working on a couple different uh ipas in the
0: back right now and if you make also that if you make that citra hopped triple again people should come and drink it like that's yeah. it's fucking amazing yeah. if you if you're like an ipa person who like knows someone who likes belgians you just yeah. drink that it'll just make you happy
3: yeah, actually, last night um, one of my tried and true IPA drinkers took a growler of the Mighty Monk at yeah. home. So I yeah. bet they had a really good night. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm sure she did. <laughs> <laughs> and we've
2: got we've got the macchiato macchiato milk stout, and yeah,
3: we've that's coming also up. got we're bringing back the Toro, which is our Mexican hot chocolate porter. Mexican
0: yeah. hot chocolate porter. With yeah. Jason is sad. Jason, you're going to make another trip to Brookston. Yeah. So uh,
2: you yeah, will actually have little Adam. red flakes of ancho peppers yeah. in your beer.
0: It's oh, pretty. That's it's fantastic. It's good. It's really. Those don't good. fall out in the bright tank. Oh, mm. it's a hot yeah. mess. Yeah. It's a hot it, mess. It, mess. That's a it good it hot name. mess. Actually, the, uh, <laughs> our, our last guest worked at a bar called Hot Mess Tex-Mex. So. There you go. Oh, yeah. In Canada. In Ca- Toronto, yeah. Oh,
1: I, just, I like that I point out that it's in Canada. Like, that's a small lot of space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, a, yes. It's
3: just a little place, Canada. Just it's just, just like, can I go there tomorrow? No. Nope. I mean, you could. Well. You can do what you want. <laughs> this is 2019. You can <laughs> 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 that's fantastic.
0: So, um that's So we are coming up on, on time. Thank you, uh, Tom and Michelle, so much for welcoming us to Creation Brewing and giving us some of your delicious beer. Other people should stop in to try it. Um, if you guys want to find Tom and Michelle, you can look at the shows. We will link to their their social pages, their website, Uh, and we might even throw a little map link in there so you can get here to Crasian Brewing. If you guys want to have a question for the show or reach out to Jason or I, you can find us on social media platforms such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and on tapped at at Plato's Gravity. He looks at me waiting for me to say Pornhub. Damn it, Jason. We're not on Pornhub. I know, but you looked at me. You're like, (laughs) don't say it. No, I did not look at you. What I looked at you for was just a pause because I forgot the whatever fuck so you can if you want to email the show if you want to go old school we are podcast at plato's gravity.com thank if you, you want to send us a long ass text message and you know Aaron's phone number thank you <laughs> you can <laughs> Adam not, it actually, it wasn't Adam. It was, oh. uh, it was it was Brian, uh, who might be on a future episode talking about white label brewing. Uh, have you guys ever decided? Have you guys ever white label brewed? No. Oh, it's interesting, but I don't have time to keep talking about Brian. it. Sorry, I did that. Um, so uh, <laughs> Sorry, the music listener. right there. Thank you. Thank. You. Music is going to go off and then back on. Thank you all for listening to the show. Hope you have a great time. Uh, we'll see you next time. In the meantime, support, wear some pants. Support your local beer. Uh, damn it. <laughs> support your local um, beekeeper brew some beer and have some fun